0: On the 95th episode of Fantasy Lens, we celebrate the last week of preseason football by recapping some news, saying what we learned from preseason, play Would You Rather, and finish with Brian's two-minute drill. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens. It is the final week of preseason, finally. One one week away as we record from regular Hallelujah. regular football. Thankfully. Finally. So uh we got some news to catch up on. We got some we got the Return of Brian segment. Um it's just what two it? minute warning. Let's two let's
1: minute. give it a name. Okay.
0: But uh yesterday, crazy well not crazy, but pretty, pretty big news day in the NFL world. ODB got paid. Rodgers got paid both, like, record contracts.
1: Oh, yeah. Before yeah. we get into it, what? can I just say, what I am excited, fellas. What, about football? Yeah, I'm pumped. Oh, man. yeah. I get so pumped around this time. With, like, one week to go, the anticipation kills me, and I get just so ready for it. I mean, yeah, I mean, and, you know, this is, like,
2: prime draft season for us, and it just, I don't know. Again, like I, like I said last time, it's Christmas for me, or, like, you guys said, Hanukkah. 'Cause just it's, it's always like, so many drafts.
1: So many drafts. It's amazing. Love it. And I'm trying to I'm tr- I'm gonna make an effort to just keep the negativity out of football this year. I'm not I'm gonna not worry about the scandals, not gonna worry about the um president's reactions, I'm not gonna worry about any kind of demonstrations. I'm just trying to watch the game and love the game and have fun with it.
2: That's a good way to look at it, actually. Um, keep out that all that negativity. Bring in the positivity.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> let's just get back to the game we all love.
2: <laughs> I concur. So, with that being said, we want to get right back into what John was talking about.
1: about yeah, so getting... positive people paid. getting paid,
0: both record contracts. Uh, OGB. Yeah,
1: both good. I think for the team and the player.
2: Yeah, I agree. And if by any way, by any chance, if you could hear that, that's my daughter laughing in the background, and that's me also opening a drink. So now that that's out of the way, let's get back to the stuff.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, the ODB one is really good. You know, best one of the best like first four years of any receiver, Um, like getting what is a fair fair market deal. I feel like kept it on a twenty million a year. So
1: yeah, well yeah, if you look at the um, contract face value, it's. A little under nineteen million a year, but if you think about the money he had left, the eight and a half he had left on his contract, and it's not like he's getting it on top of it that goes into his new contract. So it comes out to I think around eighteen or so. I don't think you could complain about that as the Giants, like especially with what some like Landry made in the Aussies much more dynamic than Landry. Like Watkins uh, Wilson. Yeah, we don't even have to talk about it Yeah, Watkins. don't even bring cooks. them up.
2: Please don't bring them up. <laughs> come on. Like Cooks. Oh, come on. Come on. But I
1: think it's a pretty fair deal. And the way and another it's gonna be a pretty monster cap hit the next two years after this. Um and then the last two years, there's not much guaranteed.
2: No, and, you know, they're looking, obviously, I think they feel like they have an offense um, that can produce and a defense good enough that they feel like they could probably win now. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree with me on that. Um, uh, I'm not so sure about
0: the defense, especially with Vernon dealing with the high ankle well, sprain, which could just linger on throughout the entire season.
2: Well, I don't think they were, you know, negotiating that contract based on well, Vernon Vern getting hurt or not. But, you know... Let's just say if he is gets, you know, he does get healthy. I think they feel like that that defense can be pretty decent, you know, enough for yeah. that offense, you know, to, to help out the offense. And I say
0: defense I think, remember, It's all about red zone defense, to be honest. Now,
1: yeah, I think the defense could get maybe to like the middle of the pack, and that's what they'll need if they think the offense is going to be what it is. Yeah, exactly, it's, it's all on Eli, in my opinion. If you have that many playmakers and new offensive line. And if you could get a defense to rank 16th, like just bare minimum, you should make the playoffs if the quarterback plays well. So this is it for him. It's no more excuses. He's got to prove it this year or he's got to be out.
2: The only issue is that the NFC is stacked and it's going to be tough sledding you know, to get into one of those six spots. The NFC is extremely stacked. Oh, my God. It's insane. Absolutely insane.
1: I don't care. If he doesn't make the playoffs, I don't think he deserves to be back. This is it. It's he's got to make it's playoffs or bust. He's had three. He's had a couple of really bad seasons in a row, so I think it has to be playoffs or bust.
2: I don't blame you. I don't as, as you being a Giants fan, that's you know understandable. And then going on to a
0: good quarterback that got paid, Aaron Rodgers got 103 million guaranteed, four years, 134,
2: 80 in the first two yeah.
0: years, right? Yeah, he's getting like I'm, St. Patrick said, he's getting paid. Um, did, like, Kirk Cousins just, like, set this up for everyone by taking a fully guaranteed
1: contract? Well, all quarterbacks. I know, I know they get paid,
0: they get paid differently, yeah, I know, but.
1: Like, Mac and Donald aren't getting guaranteed contracts. It's the least, the less chance you have of an injury, the more they'll guarantee your contract. Probably. (laughs) I would assume how it goes. Um... That's why they don't guarantee in the NFL, because... Everybody yeah. gets injured. Yeah, it's so everyone's easy dead. to get injured.
2: Like, yeah, you so, saw, you know, obviously, you know, Rogers got injured last year and out, you know, gone. That's yeah, it, you know,
1: everyone's like, oh, MLB yeah. and NBA treat their players so much better with the fully guaranteed. It's like, yeah, well, if those players could get smacked once and be out for the season, like they wouldn't get paid. It's so much amount.
2: easier, like to just you know you know, blink, and the guy is out for the year in football than it is any other sport.
1: Yeah, it's the it's a brutal sport.
0: I I just came up with an idea for what is, I'm sure, going to be a big thing during the next uh, CBA agreements. I'm sure the players are going to push for fully guaranteed or at least, like, mostly guaranteed contracts. What if they got more of a slice of, like, the revenue pie and just kept the contracts as is now so, like, they could get paid more. But, like, the guarantees would be, you know, the guarantees for quarterbacks and whatever would go up a little bit. But the guarantees for, like, the linebackers and cornerbacks and, like, some of the lesser positions go up, like, you know, a few mil. But, like, the total value of the contract is, like, also, like, similar.
1: I don't think they're getting more. What are they, 50-50 now? Probably. Or something like that, if it's not. I forget what the last one was brought it down to it's always around 50 50 it might be a little under 50 50 that's gonna be a hard thing to get another percentage point or something i'm just
0: saying like for giving up the the guaranteed contracts which i'm sure the owners don't want to do either i don't
1: know i don't even want to get well you can't just give up non-guaranteed it's not i don't think you could they would ever allow writing in the CBA. i whatever it's called um that you can't have Guaranteed, non-guaranteed contracts, like that's never gonna. It's a hard cap. or just like a,
0: like like a like a certain percentage, certain oh, percentage of it has to be.
1: No, no, that I don't even think that's even talked about about being in play. That's never gonna happen. Nah. It's a hard cap, and players get injured. It's always just gonna be how, what player, what leverage the player has, but they'll never put a um, restriction on non-guaranteed contracts. Yeah, no, that's not
0: gonna happen. Hmm? Just an idea I, th- I think, I thought of.
1: You'd have to give up a lot as the players if you wanted that.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, anything else on the ride? You want to talk a little more about Rogers
0: or just how yeah. you know? I mean, he's getting paid. He's got a lot of money for crystals with Danica Patrick. Um <laughs> Let's see. Aaron Donald still contract has been closed for like two days, they said. Yeah. Uh Teddy Bridgewater traded to uh your Saints, Anthony.
2: I like it. I like it. I mean, you know, third round pick is a little high. But. I mean, it's pretty fair. I think pretty fair deal for both sides. Uh, I like him. I like him as a quarterback. He's still young. Uh.
0: He's only 25. I feel I, like he's been in the league for, for like eight a, years.
2: I know. It's crazy. He's so, I mean, do they just see a backup for this year or a possible,
0: you know, heir apparent to Breeze? I mean. Well, if he makes it healthy through the season, they're going to have to pay him a lot more to,
2: to keep him because he's only making a million now. But, I mean, with Breeze only signed through 2019, I believe that maybe he will, you know, if they, if he continues to learn under him this year and next, maybe knowing that, you know, he will be the guy, he may not take much more next year. And then, you know, but I don't know. I, I like the move. It doesn't hurt. It's, you know, Tom Savage uh, was not the guy to back him up. Taysom Hill nope. was not ready. Well, he's going to play special teams now. So, and they needed a solid backup in case Breeze does go down. Hopefully he does not. And Bridgewater, I mean, I, I've always liked him. So, I like the move.
1: Yeah, and for the Jets, they pretty much um, paid a million dollars to give somebody a tryout. Yeah. Like, I, at, at first, I I have to... I have to make an apology to the Jets. Yeah. I thought they would screw it up. I thought um rostering three quarterbacks was bad cuz I didn't think there'd be this decisive with Darnold. Um but they played the hand perfectly. I didn't I understood from all the Jets fan what the hand was. I just didn't think they'd play it well. I thought that they'd muck up the touches. It turns out they didn't give McCown, any he was always going to be a backup, never vying for the starting job. Um, and they it was pretty clear that Darnold was going to be the starter by after week two in the preseason. Yep. And they gave Teddy Bridgewater a national tryout and turned it into a third round pick. So yeah. they played it very well.
0: Bravo, Jets. For for one for once in like the past like their entire franchise history. There you go. Yeah, gets. I mean, like, I, like yeah, I'm I'm just as surprised that they they played it this well too. Um, I just don't screw up that third round pick.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you de- you didn't have to give McCown 10 million. That's still stupid. I mean, because you could have got away with giving him five. Cause five. Yeah. Who's giving him money? But whatever. They weren't going to spend the cap space anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was probably just like a goodwill thing. Like, like, thanks for doing this. You're just going to ride the bench at, when we pick our quarterback. T- like, teach them, do everything you can with them, and. Here's a bunch of money.
2: Yeah, and like
0: I said, it's one year, so that's not going to hurt him down the road.
2: Nope.
0: Um, I don't know, I don't know, that's pretty much it. Let's get on to some on-the-field topics now,
2: I guess. Okay, we're not talking about, uh... What? Uh, Kentrix,
1: or no? Oh. Oh,
2: yeah. I, I just didn't know if you guys wanted to just gloss over that, or just, you know, maybe just say a little bit about, you know, what happened. They know.
1: Really funny. Yeah. Uh, of course, I mean we we said we we're gonna to move to a positive with the NFL, but this is funny, so it's not really a negative. Not a negative, it's just something funny. It's not breaking down the uh, atmosphere. Yeah, the NFL found itself in a white collar crime with one of its players. <laughs> there you Go for
2: once, a white collar crime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just you you know, you just see all the other ones, and a white collar crime is very serious, but. It's just kind of funny to see after all the, um, all the bad shit. All so, the, like, violent shit. So
2: he, so he, apparently he lied to the Browns, um, about the investigation saying he's being cooperative and blah, blah, blah. And like, he wasn't a person of interest or just, you know, whatever or something like that. And then obviously he lied and is now being, what, uh, charged with insider trading. Mm-hmm. Um. So and I heard that, it's like not that serious of insider. It's like not like crazy like insider trading. Well, now he's in the
1: over a million dollars. He's so. in the same. He's in the same
2: sentence now with Martha Stewart, who well, also yeah, did insider ev- trading.
1: Everyone loves Martha Stewart, um,
2: exactly. And <laughs> so, but now he's been cut by the Browns, and that sort of sucks. So, but you know, it's just funny. I mean, that's just an interesting. You don't really see that um <laughs> kind of thing no. happening. But if yeah. it did happen to a team, it would be the Browns. So, the
1: Browns definitely knew. They don't give me that shit.
2: A very it's a very Browns uh way to start the season.
0: it's also funny <laughs> that uh that one guy in the Browns was talking about how he gets 10% on like return on his investments every year.
2: And <laughs> he might be he might be insider trading too. Maybe you know. oh All the yeah, Browns I mean are so,
1: that's a pretty <laughs> crazy return.
2: They're all insider trading, the whole team. But they're, uh
1: It's great. Yeah, it's the team is actually a um a front for their real business. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Have, the Browns don't make as much money as people think. They don't want it's to win. Front. They
2: don't want to win football games. They just want to be a franchise and funnel that money.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. But wash it, that money.
2: But yeah. So that's you know we just want to talk about that pretty funny, um, interesting situation that happened. And um, I guess yeah.
1: They, either the Browns didn't know, or the Browns have nobody looking into the players they they go after because. That's like whatever agency indicts you on that. They don't just indict you after learning the next day. They put a case together for like a year or two. It's always like a few years after the fact.
0: I'm sure they're just happy to get a, a Philadelphia Eagle to sign with them. So they're
2: just like, eh, fuck it.
1: <laughs> and the Eagles are like, Well, he's getting indicted soon, so uh See yeah.
2: get out of here. Enjoy Cleveland. Um all right, so that about it before we uh move on to yeah. Alright, cool. What do you got there?
0: Oh, a lot of of words on paper. Well, you got, I mean, we got a
2: bunch of stuff. Uh, one of the
0: topics that we've been talking about a bunch is tight ends in like our group chat. And is this finally, finally the year where we get like some decent depth in like the tight end two range? Um, I know Brian, Brian. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I don't know, Brian, you like Trey Burton a lot.
1: I say yes. I say yes. This is the, um, you're the tight end. I'm declaring it.
2: All right. Do noted? Well, uh, yeah. Let's uh let let's go off that. Um, why? Why? Tra- well, why, why Trey Burton?
1: Well, I mean, there's a few guys. Trey Burton. Um, I liked his. I liked what he was doing in preseason. I know you can't judge preseason, but whenever he was playing with Tavitsky, he was getting a huge target share. You were. He was you were him. Try. You poo-pooed him.
2: What's up? You poo him before. Uh, before the preseason started, though, you were saying he's being way too hyped.
1: I did, I did, and um, things changed drastically. You know, I I don't. This know is the Trader year of Brian now.
2: apologizing. This that's what I'm yeah, naming the goes. year yeah, of Brian apologizing. I'm not
1: stubborn. I <laughs> react off of what I see. I don't react week to week, but if I see something in a couple months span, I'm gonna change every preseason game that he played with Trubisky. His <laughs> share target was just nice. Um, his share, his Shares of the target was nice. um, And he was always athletic and good when he filled in for Ertz. But I just wanted to see how the offense ran. I just didn't think much of the offense. But if he's going to be heavily featured in it, even if it's not a good offense, then I'm a little higher on him. I just wanted to see if he would have been heavily featured. And then, you know, people, you go more into Nagy's background and history and love for getting tight ends involved. So... Kind of just put it all together, but. There you
2: go. I like him. I mean, honestly, for being a guy who doesn't like to reach for higher tight ends like a Kelsey or a Gronkowski, uh, Burton is definitely a guy that I would like to see if I can grab him as my tight end one, um, you know, in the, you know, later ish rounds than <laughs> reaching for, like I said, a Kelsey.
1: That's not even the only guy that I like in the later rounds. I mean, Nijoku has all the freak ability. Um, you obviously, I joke about Hard Knocks. I don't actually get that hyped off of it. It's just more of a game to be like, "Oh, Hard Knocks!" Now I like this guy. Hard Knocks. Now I like that guy. It's more of a joke. Um, so I'm not putting it based off his Hard knock stuff. But he, he's just very athletic. And Tyrod wasn't a big wide receivers quarterback in Buffalo, so that lends some credence to him. I mean, is that because are the wide are there receivers?
2: Is that because the wide receiver sucked in Buffalo? <laughs> it could.
1: It could <laughs> yeah, it very well could have been. But um, it's just a one piece of the pie that you kind of look at. But I don't know. Do you guys have a couple guys you like in the later rounds? I know we talked about Kittle too.
2: I mean, I liked Najoku last year because, as you said, have this freak ability. And I think I drafted him late in a couple of round, uh, a couple of leagues. Uh, just obviously didn't work out too much because that team was just. God awful, but um, maybe with the offense behind Tyrod, maybe at some point Baker Mayfield, um, and having other weapons, actual weapons around, I think will open up the field. And Tyrod is a pretty accurate quarterback. He doesn't throw too many bad like passes. He's very you know, you know, he'll hold on to the ball longer than he should, but he won't throw bad passes. And I think that's good for Najoku. Much better than what he had last year. Um so I could I I could see him. I mean, if you really want to do something late, I wouldn't want to have him as my number 1, but you know, definitely drafting him later for like backing up a, a another tight end as not a bad uh not a bad idea.
1: What if you go to what if you think two middling guys like him and and uh Kettle? Yeah. Like I'm com- I'm very comfortable with that and just hoping one of them hits.
2: Yep, I no, I'm I'm fully on board for that. Then reaching for Gronkowski in the second and third round. Or Earth, a strategy
1: either. I do like that I've seen, which I did, so I can't. I uh, I saw it and I also did it um, in my first of two drafts, which was last night. Is Reed has been going around the eighth or ninth, which is like right in the mi- like eighth round, so it's right in the middle of all the top five tight ends and then all the bottom tight ends. Um, I like pairing one of the kittles or Nujokus or something like that with reed so maybe you strike gold with reed and he stays healthy but if not at least you have a guy that all right you feel kind of good about
2: yeah no i don't blame you that's not a bad uh not a bad strategy i actually just had a 10 team uh league that i drafted i've been for years that i actually drafted reed and burton so i'm happy with that
1: what do you think john well, oh, uh,
0: uh, I don't know. I suck at tight ends. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I've never played with i never been a good tight end. No, I really don't.
1: Well, yeah, you you somehow drafted Ricky Seals Jones in our draft for your tight end.
2: Oh my god,
0: he's the he's the top tight end in Arizona, he's got Bradford who loves tight ends and possibly a rookie
2: quarterback. So should have went with Clive Wolford. Should have. Why not?
0: Why not? Because he just have like eight tight ends, and he's not the best one. He is absolutely the best one. Well, though.
2: name name three better.
0: Neil Sterling, Chris Herndon, and, well, two better. Yeah,
2: you can name three.
1: <laughs> John loves playing the rookie quarterback tight end game. It's like it, does, it has no, the situation does not matter. If there's a rookie quarterback, he's he's I'll, starting that I want to
2: see the statistics dating back for a while that rookie quarterbacks lean on tight ends more than anyone else. I mean, it's probably not true. It's just
0: like a saying.
1: No, I know. I'm sure it is. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. But... It's just in John's head. <laughs> But we do say it a lot in the podcast. No, it's a nice little lazy thing we say.
2: And there's the safety blanket to the rookie quarterback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but Kittle is another one I sort of like. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just the strategy, I think. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of good tight ends this year. I think Jimmy Graham's going to be um, definitely up from his Seahawk seasons with Rodgers throwing the ball at the great red zone target. Um, I like. He's the
1: one I'm lowest on.
2: You're lowest on him?
1: I'd rather have Trey Burton.
2: I'd rather have Jimmy Graham over Trey Burton. Um, just because I think I trust that offense much more. And I know that they don't need Jimmy Graham to stay in, I think, maybe as much as Seattle did. And I think they're just going to use him. They, they got him there
1: to use him. like with... I know, but I've heard this conversation so many times with tight ends in Green Bay.
2: I, I, I have too, I know. But... I think this is, this is where it changes. This is where it changes. I love Jimmy Graham this year, and I also love Kyle Rudolph. So, I mean, there are a lot of good tight ends. Like, you, I think you're gonna have a, a good, I think if, if you're in a 12, 12 team league, I think everybody in that league, as long as, you know, no one drafts two tight ends at first, I think everyone can actually get
1: a decent tight end. Right?
2: 12.
1: I, I mean, I thought that until Ricky Seals Jones.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, then everyone dr- only drafts one tight end? That's I, I drafted just, two. Well, so, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I'm saying, I think there are 12 good, uh, usable tight ends this year. Which is not, not always the case. You're always gonna find, uh, you know. But, I don't know, like we said, you're the tight end. A lot of good tight ends.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think there's gonna be more Ertz seasons this year. Like I think Ingram's gonna have an Ertz type season. Maybe not a Kelsey or a Gronk, but I think Ingram will have an Ertz season. Um and then one of the guys we named. Like either Kittle, Njoku, one of those guys is gonna have like another Ertz season, like a nine hundred, eight hundred yard type thing.
2: And as long as Luck stays healthy, either Jack Doyle or Ebron, who was really good with Luck on the field, one of those guys I think are gonna have a, a solid season this year. You know, we say it all the time about Iran for years and but this year I trust him with luck. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um just a hunch. Yeah, just a hunch. Anything else on the tight ends? Anyone else got any more uh No, I'm good. Yeah, you were good. Ricky Ricky still <laughs> Jones. Um Alright, wanna move on?
0: Sure. Um all right, let's go on to a couple I guess quarterback eleva- and wide receiver Has their value been elevated with things that have happened in the preseason? Things that we've learned in the preseason? Uh, First, Luck just being able, being on the field, is boosting Hilton up his value a lot. And his ADP is still fairly low for what is very possible top eight wide receiver. I think he's, I mean, I I don't even know where he went in our draft last night, but the ADP is still, like, in, like, the... High 20s, I think.
2: I think, yeah, people are still a little bit low on him. I think that they, I think people maybe still be worried about luck, which makes them worried about, uh, Hilton. But I wouldn't go into the draft looking like that. I would, I, I would really feel comfortable having Hilton as my number two wide receiver. Not number one. Not yet. I don't know. But I absolutely Hilton number two wide receiver.
1: And I mean, unless you went, Running back, running back. I have seen him go in the third a lot.
2: Yeah, but I really don't, in 12 team leagues, I'm not a, the fan of going running back, running back because I just feel like you're really risking it. You know, you're really risking getting a low, really not feeling good about your wide receiver one. And I don't even, uh, that's tough. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, that's, that's, I guess, uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> the, I'm with you. I like running back, wide receiver. Um, I we've talked about like our wide receiver, wide receiver strategies, our running back, running back strategies for top drafts. But when it all comes down to it, unless something weird happens and something falls, I usually always go running back, wide receiver. Like the only time I remember where I picked two in a row was two years ago, Anthony in your league when Bell Le'Veon Johnson. was suspended. And I was able to get David Johnson and Le'Veon. Yep, and that, and that was be like the bell season. fell to me in the top of the the, very, the top of the second. So, I'm not gonna pass over him. That was we
2: were all stupid. We we're all stupid. But yeah, that won you the league. That ended up winning that league. So, um, but yeah. Uh Besides Hilton, obviously, stock rising. Love it with luck, John. What do you got next? Oh, uh, well, let's go to a stock.
0: Let's go to a stock falling guy and Alshon Jeffrey. D elevated. He's he's lasting until like the tenth round in a bunch of drafts. Now he's gonna miss two games. At least at least, we you know. But would you take the risk on him if if you I don't know, what middle of the tenth round or whatever like that? And it was your fourth or fifth receiver?
2: Brian, what do you think? Are you taking that I mean, risk?
1: How do you feel about Jeffrey? I mean tenth round, it's not really a big risk. The problem was he wasn't very good with a full healthy season last year. Didn't even reach the eight hundred yard mark.
2: It was all touchdowns.
1: All touchdowns. He just wasn't he wasn't very good last year. Um Aguilar looked better than him last year. Uh the guy in our league did Aguilar and Jeffrey like back to back, which I think is kind of a smart move. Because you're kind of just taking two stabs at a guy that's going to be a number one receiver in a very good offense. So one of them might, is probably going to pan out. I guess it depends how the rest of my team is. I'm not really big into Jeffrey even before the fact of his injury.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would feel, I mean, like you said, I would feel comfortable like fourth receiver. Um, but again, last year on a good offense. Didn't put together a lot of yards. TD is very unpredictable. If those drop, um, then you're relying on the yards, which you couldn't get this year. Um, Aguilar looks good. Ertz looks good. I don't know. I just it's he's a tough sell. I mean, again, no, it's very little risk in those late rounds. But I'm just not. He's not someone I'm counting on. Definitely not. You know, stock has definitely dropped. As John said. Anything else you want to uh talk about, John? I don't know. I'm good for right now. All right. I mean, you brought it up. Big one to me. On- oh, no,
0: Jeff. Well, I, I just... The injury scares me. I feel like this is going to be like... He's had this thing, like this lingering injury before where he's missed. Like, he, like he's like, oh, he's going to play in two weeks. Oh, no, no. It's going to be in three weeks. And, like, it just keeps getting pushed back and back and back until he, like, only plays a couple games in a season.
2: Yeah, he, he had a lot of injuries when he was on the Bears, so... I'm not, I'm not sold on Jeffrey this year.
0: So. Even at round 10, would you pick him? Uh, depends. It depends. It really depends. Alright. I'm gonna go with a hard maybe. Okay. <laughs> Way to take a nice, uh, nice little stand there. <laughs> you All know right. how I do. Um, let's see. And then one other thing is that I was fighting with last night too is, is rookie, rookie. Not rookie wide receivers. Rookie w- wide receivers. <laughs> I can't even do that. I'd like a rookie <laughs> wide receiver. Um, the past. Let's see. Well, last uh... year I, I was gonna try it. I couldn't. I knew I wasn't gonna do it. <laughs> uh Last year was awful for them. Cooper Cuff was like the was the best one, and he was
2: whatever, like a flex receiver at best. Yeah, he's yeah. That that was a poor showing by rookie wide receivers.
0: But there seems to be a bunch this year that are getting fairly consistent looks during preseason. If we're continuing the things we learned in preseason theme. Um Gallup looked good in Dallas with a pretty much wide open wide receiver group besides Hearns.
2: Yeah, and he uh yeah, he he's getting looks, he's definitely got the speed. And yeah. I think with you know, Elliott back, he that'll, that'll, you know, opened the field up more. And Dak Prescott could could sling the ball, so I think I think Gallup could definitely you know be a flex player end the season maybe. End, um, end, he'll end, have the opportunity end of yeah. season, end of season flex player. I'm thinking, but yeah, yeah, exactly. He'll have the opportunity. It's just him and Hearn base. him Hearn and uh, Skull Beasley. But who else you got?
0: Oh, uh, I mean, the one I'm probably most excited about is DJ Moore. Knew you were gonna say that. Oh yeah, I mean. He's, he's first round draft pick. Um, I mean, Cam's got to throw to someone besides Devin Funches <laughs> and Greg Olsen, you would think.
2: But down I, the field. He's got Macau uh, Down, down field. The, Okay, down, yeah, yeah, you just, uh, you qualified that. Okay. But, I mean, give it very little time and DJ Moore, I think, will be a better than Devin Funches. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, it's not very hard so, to do. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, he definitely listed the guy, again, maybe second half of year that sort of takes over that. That number one receiver uh, spot because he 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 looks good, so I like DJ more probably more than Gallup. Um, they they just less um uh, uh stuff to deal with in uh, <laughs> in Dallas. Oh, uh, that's funny. I love hearing all the noises with his headphones on. By the way, no one else can hear this. Maybe they can hear it. Um, mm-hmm. but we hear everything around. <laughs> probably us. hear it. We hear everything, including the crickets outside. Um, my daughter singing upstairs in her bed uh, before she goes to sleep. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah.
1: any- <laughs> the, um, so the only wide receiver that's ever been good with Cam Newton is Steve Smith. So I guess the closer a wide receiver can get to Steve Smith is the only way I'm going to trust him. Well, what about the first so year I, of Benjamin? <laughs>
2: the first I year mean, of Benjamin was, I mean, that was, sorry. everyone expected him to step up sophomore year, and he just, you know,
1: didn't get hurt. Yeah, though. but it, it it was good, but I think people are inflating it. There was a lot of touchdowns, right? There wasn't much else. He had like nine hundred yards in the rookie yeah. year.
2: Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure there was, but I can't be one hundred percent, and I don't feel like I really don't feel like doing any research right now. So John's gonna do some research.
1: Yeah, he got a thousand almost, ju- almost just over it, a thousand eight.
2: So there you go. So not bad for a rookie uh, campaign, and then you know. But I I don't know. All
1: right, so you're hoping for a little Steve Smith. Kelvin Benjamin mix and DJ Moore he probably has the highest upside of any rookie wide receiver
2: yeah I agree John you got any other guys other boys well alright
0: do you want to go one that could either be the highest upside or could like crash spectacularly I feel like is Traquan Smith from the Saints Traquan if he could take over the number two from uh, Cameron Meredith who's been you know banged up and whatever
2: and so-so he looks good Traquan looks good uh, University of Central Florida, I believe. Um National Champions. National Champions. Um, that's right. Um Yeah, I mean, you can't be in there's not too much of a better situation you can be in with a quarterback. I mean, I know they do run the ball more, but to be a number two on an offense, I mean look what Ginn did the past two years on the Saints. Um as a number two, three ish, you know, receiver. Um and Traquan, I mean I just think he has the opportunity to, uh, possibly, um, you know, maybe not, not draftable in 12 team leagues, but I think maybe keep an eye on as the, as the weeks go by.
1: I don't know. Not on my radar.
2: All right. Is Christian Kirk on your radar, Brian? I think your radar's broken.
1: Yeah. Christian Kirk's a little more on my radar than, uh, Traquan. Broken radar. Just cause uh, I like the uh, amount, the amount of targets that, Arizona has lost about 150 um, between John Brown, Jaron Brown, and J.J. Br- no, I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> J- just kidding. What was the other one? J.J. Nelson. Uh, no, Andre Ellington. J.J. Oh, okay. Nelson still, oh, still on. Still there. there, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, uh, you obviously, put Andre David the- Johnson's going to get a bunch of those. Or sorry, 175 guys. David Johnson's going to get what? 75 I mean, receptions, 75 at least, probably Stay healthy, more. Yes. Um, but there's some room to spread, and if you're gonna, it's between Christian Kirk and the other rookie or the other second-year player. What was his name? Williams.
2: Sure. Yeah. That yeah. That that, is how good. How good these receivers are. These are they're garbage. (laughs) Getting 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 thrown to by uh, mediocre quarterbacks at best.
1: Well, I mean, if you think of Christian Kirk as a slot guy. I know Fitz is a big slot guy, too, in that offense, but Bradford, you know, one of the uh, most accurate quarterbacks in NFL history. Boo. He might shit at the long ball, <laughs> and he's why. probably going to get injured pretty quickly. That's why Ricky
2: Seals-Jones is the great safety blanket exactly. for Bradford, <laughs> for because he can't throw more than five yards downfield. I don't
1: know. I'm just saying there's a case to be made that there could be another possession receiver on that team. If there's only one. if the, Right now you're saying there's two targets on the team.
2: I don't think that team can support two good wide receivers with the quarterbacks they have. I'm just, I just don't think there is. I think Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson are the only two players worth owning on that offense right now.
1: Well, I'm not saying to draft Christian Kirk. We're just talking about rookies to watch out for. There's really only one and then maybe a second and third rookie to draft. It's DJ Moore and then um, Gallup and Ridley maybe. Some people are doing Miller on the Bears, but I don't think that offense is good enough to support all the weapons they have. No,
2: not this year. No, definitely not. I mean, you already have, like I said, Burton, Allen, Robinson, Cohen, and Howard. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean again, I guess he's a radar guy for you, uh not so much for me. I like Drake one a little more just based on the offense um yeah, but I mean, there's a possibility that these wide i mean it's doesn't, it's not gonna take much for these wide receivers to outperform the wide receivers of last year, so um, I think it's stock is up no matter what yeah
1: yeah, yeah, I mean it has to be what, <laughs> yeah. Cooper cup was the only guy that was even relevant last year. And it's not like he went nuts. I mean he had a pretty good year, almost eight hundred seventy yards and five touchdowns. So it, it wasn't awful. Yeah. It was good it, it was a rookie year. Yeah, but it but that was the cream of the crop. Which is And that sweet. cream wasn't that high. Wasn't well, good cream. <laughs> it wasn't the best cream. It was nah, cream but it wasn't the like best Like
2: mediocre cream. Like like parable coffee coffee stuff. You get the bad cream on top gross. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was a bad analogy. Um, oh, I had, I had, to, oh, and we actually, Kenny Galladay looked good early on in the season and then just sort of nothing happened. So fell off. Nothing happened. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, maybe sophomore, maybe sophomore wide receivers, anything? Don't talk about them at all? A couple of days. Well, m- let's, let's save, save that. Um. Oh, okay.
0: All right. Let's go on to a little game called Would You Rather. I got, I got Six. Matchups, and you gotta tell me who you guys would rather draft or have on your team, I guess.
2: Oh, John's hiding the paper from me so I can't see his. Well, I don't want to give
0: you
1: unfair I don't like
2: it. I don't want to give you unfair advantage. I
0: can't.
1: John, wait, John, is, it, is this like a dating game where we're playing for your heart? You ha- Do you have an answer in your head already?
0: Uh, I mean, for some of them, yeah. So are we trying right, to get, get
1: the guy? Get an in? answer in your head so we could try to win your affection.
0: Okay. All right. First one is. Marshawn Lynch versus Adrian Peterson. You can go, Brian. Who would you guys rather? You can go first.
2: Easily one.
1: Lynch.
0: That, that's it? Explain why.
1: Okay, fine. I'll explain. Um, Peterson might be good for the first three weeks. If you're using him as trade bait, I guess if you're hoping he has like two really good weeks and you can trade him off, but I don't think he can play a full season. Um, I don't think he's going to play a full season. I was so wrong on him last year, and I'm not making the same mistake again. Lynch, I mean, still not terrible last year. Average 4.3 yards a carry. Not bad. One of the best um, at breaking tackles in the whole league last year, like he has been his whole career. Uh, He got around, what, 900 yards last year and didn't get a lot of carries to start the end of the season, he went on a tear. Um, he had some really bad weeks there in the middle, and then the last five weeks, I gotta look it up, but I'm pretty sure he rushed for over 100 a couple times and hovered around the 800 mark a lot. So I think he's gonna come in and have a little better of a season than last year. Uh, maybe a flex player.
2: All right. Do I have to play devil's advocate? Do I have to? Pick no, you don't have to. Okay.
1: Not 900 yards, seven touchdowns last year. Not terrible.
2: No, not bad actually. Um, I am going to agree with Brian, um, mainly because uh, Adrian Peterson, like you said, may look good week one, week two, being fresh, and then the wheels sort of just falling off on a team that I don't think is that good in Washington. And I think he's just going to get hit and hit and hit, and it's just going to take a toll on him. Uh, I feel like uh, Gruden can actually mold in a decent offense. Which Gruden? Oh, sorry, my bad. John Gruden uh can hold a decent <laughs> offense in Oakland. Sorry, I forgot about that. Um and I feel like they will work um I don't think they're gonna overwork Lynch, which I think is gonna be in his favor. Um and that may, like you said, may not make him a worth like a running back two, but definitely a flex player. Um, coming this season, whereas I think Adrian Peterson may look good early on, but like you said, if you dra- if you do draft him, you got to train him quick before that value fades away because it's going to fade away quick.
1: Yeah, I think Lynch is going to be a great matchup start. Yeah, like if like oh he's got a softer on going against a soft run defense, or it looks like this game they might have to grind it out. He's going to be a good matchup start.
0: Yeah.
2: So
1: all right, John, where was look. your head at?
2: Ah, uh, I was going Lynch still. He's just saying that. He was going 80 in all the way. Well, no. I want you to circle your picks right now. Okay. <laughs> so we're both one for one want, in
1: our penalty kicks for your heart.
2: I want him to circle his picks now so he can't lie and say he's just gonna go with the guys we said. <laughs> That's right. I don't even know who you got there.
0: Okay. Alright, next one is Emmanuel Sanders versus teammate, Demarius Thomas. Ooh. Who would you rather? Anthony,
2: you go first this time. Um, I am going to go with Demarius Thomas. And I know he's a higher pick than Emmanuel Sanders. You can get Sanders maybe two rounds later than Demarius. But I still think Demarius has the hands, has the skill, all the abilities, the height, the body, everything. He has has it. And now he has a quarterback that looked good last year, throwing the ball accurately. That's the word right there. Accurately. To Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph, and that's what he needs. He needs an accurate quarterback that can get him back on track to that thousand-plus-yard uh season. Maybe not the high touchdowns that he was used to getting, like three, four years ago. But I, I love Demarius Thomas catching seventy-plus balls for over a thousand yards.
1: All right, John. Let me try to win your heart. I you already, I have already lost.
2: He's gonna go with Sanders. I know.
1: Okay, so I am going with Emmanuel Sanders. I think those two, sometimes three rounds later, mostly, I think you're right around two. One's in like the third or fourth, the other one's in the fifth or sixth, um, make all the difference. Uh, I do like the Keenum factor. I like that, I know, completely different offense. So it's hard to really tell because Keenum, if they were. If they both came to the Vikings, I'd feel more comfortable about this next statement. But Keenum loved his slot receiver and Thielen. Um, digs all the talent in the world, but didn't get as much opportunity as Thielen, who also has a lot of talent. Um, that could change with the offense, or Keenum could like slot receivers. So I think they're both going to have pretty good seasons because they've just been playing with the worst quarterbacks in the league the last three years. They were with the corpse of Peyton Manning, Simeon, and Osweiler. Gobsweiler. Gobsweiler. And you look, they didn't do that terrible. Um, Sanders had three straight thousand-yard years and then had a lot of injuries last year and just – Overall disappointing year, and Demarius Thomas missed a thousand yards for the first time last year in a while. Very
0: upsetting.
1: So so I think Thomas gets around a thousand. Um, uh, Sanders gets around nine hundred. They have around equal touchdowns, and Sanders has maybe like ten less receptions. But I so I think Thomas has a better year, but Sanders has better value. So I pick Sanders.
2: Unstandable. Brian, Brian gets the point. You won my heart.
1: Ah, that's great to hear.
2: Okay. Uh next one is You know, I'm at a disadvantage here. Why? Because you guys have like that like that like long time bro connection. Alright, well. So like you can sort of read each other's thoughts. I mean, I've, well you can't. I known you that. No, you can't yeah, you teach remember, that.
1: You remember that time you were um in like the bottom shelf of the fridge and I asked you for a beer? And you like flipped it over the cat, oh, yeah, yeah. over the couch, and you caught it behind your back without even looking. No, you
0: caught it. You know, you you just stuck your hand out. I thought, and you just caught oh it perfectly. yeah,
1: okay, yeah. You just I just put my hand up, and you tossed it right in the hand, and you weren't even looking.
0: That that's that's bro. That's going to be the Kingdom Sanders connection, basically. Um, all right. <laughs> Next one: Alan Hearns versus Jordy Nelson. All
2: right. Well, it's your turn to go first. Yeah, so. Brian, you go first.
1: Okay. Um. Hearns, I think, is being drafted what, like two, three rounds later than Nelson. Um, I don't think it matters. I think if I had to draft them both in the same round, I'd still if I had to draft them both in the same round, I'd still pick Hearns. Um everyone says Jordan Nelson, no reception. I mean no um separation last year. Um I didn't see it. Other people didn't see it. He struggled with Rogers and without Rogers. Um so if Rogers' favorite target struggles with him. I I don't know what he's going to do when he goes to a quarterback that's not nearly as good and it's not his favorite target. I see something like four hundred to five hundred yards for Jordy. Oof. Wow,
2: wow, that's it. That's your final Bad. final final statement.
1: Yeah, I I don't like drafting Jordy. Right.
2: Um, I'm also going to go Hearns, but before I say that, um. I think Jordy Nelson has the ability to be um, undervalued. I think he has, like, he is a talent. Yeah, I know he's older, thirty-three years old, but he has. I think he has that a possibility. Had that one more season, so the way Reggie Wayne had that one more season um, before he fell off the, the face of the earth. But based on what I, I see in a young Alan Hearns, as long as that son of a bitch can stay healthy. Uh, he's got a pretty clear road to getting a shit ton of targets in Dallas with, uh, Elliot, who's playing, should play 16 games. So the, that'll open up the field, allow Dak to get out, throw the ball, and Hearns is, uh, speedster. He can catch the ball well. I mean, he's proven he can get over a thousand yards with portals, uh, 10 plus touchdowns in one season as well. He's he's got it. Like he is a good receiver. Put him on a team that has a good running game and an accurate quarterback somewhat accurate quarterback. Um I like Hearns a a lot. I really do like Hearns a lot this year. Just gotta freaking stay healthy. Okay. Alright, you both got that one. I I guess that one was a little easy.
0: Alright, next one. Uh we got Royce Rose Royce Freeman versus Ronald Jones. Both rookie running backs, both both of their head coaches have yet to to fully commit to them, put in Devonte Booker and Peyton Barber above them for right now. Who, who do you guys like more?
2: Well, I got to go first. Thankfully, um, I'm going Royce. Uh, Ronald Jones can't pass protect. He can't run the ball. I think he had more. At one point, he had more carries than yards, or something like that. That's not good. Um, Peyton Barber apparently is looking much better right now, so he will. I think he will be the Week One starter, um, hands down. Um. Royce looks has looked really good. I know for some reason they think Devontae Booker has talent. Um maybe he does, just not in the NFL. And they're gonna see that quickly, even if he does get the week one start, which I don't think he will. Uh Royce just looks good and I think he is their future running back going forward. Pair him with Keenum and that should be a, a solid uh uh run game, obviously, with as we talked about, um Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders stepping up their games. Ronald Jones going to be a big bust this year.
1: All right. I'm going to agree with you. I liked Ronald Jones as a prospect more coming out of college, so I'm going to start off by saying that. But, yes, pass blocking is a big thing when it comes to getting playing time as a rookie in the NFL. So if every coach is saying that he can't pass block or is just not good at it yet, I mean, he's still learning. Thanks, so. Todd. And they're – Barber, yeah, it does look pretty good. Um, I guess it's mostly just the backups who I'm comparing. So I like Barber much more as a as a running back than uh, Booker. So I, I just, like you said, I don't think Booker's very good at all. And um, it'll take one to two weeks of Booker playing like shit <laughs> for um, Freeman to get most of the carries. Yep. And I don't think that's going to be the case with Barber. I think Ronald Jones still has potential. I'm not going to base his early career off of a couple preseason games, but, um, I just don't think he's going to get the shot.
2: Uh, Oh, let me just, I don't want to say he's going to be a bust his whole career. Um, I just want to say he's going to be a bust as being drafted high this year. Let me just qualify that.
1: Oh yeah. No, I I said bust early career. Okay. I know you weren't trying to say that.
2: Well, you know, we have some listeners that
1: never know. (laughs) You
2: never know. I just want to make sure. Um, well, uh, I agree with both of you on that one,
0: too. Nice noise. All right. Uh, let's go with... uh I mean, I think I know which way both of you are going to go on this one, but Tevin Coleman versus Duke Johnson.
1: Oh, no. You uh, Go ahead. I go first? Yeah, you know what he's thinking. Oh, God. This is a <laughs> really tough one, actually. Really?
2: I'm surprised.
1: No, it's really tough. I mean... Duke came on so strong the second half of last year with how many receptions he was getting. I had, I was starting him on my team a lot because he was always good for 15 points. Um, I hate picking against Tevin because I love Tevin Coleman. He's been my like favorite bench guy for the last few years where I start him um, maybe a third to half of the games when I just need somebody on by, need something, but... I think Duke Johnson might be a better starter option. Wow. I like Tevin Coleman better on the bench. So I guess I'm picking Duke Johnson.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, and I'm, uh, I am I am going to agree with you because I love, especially in any sort of PPR format, half PPR, full PPR, um, yes, Tevin Coleman can't catch the ball and he's good at it. But Duke Johnson has just been a beast. That is his bread and butter. Um. Yeah, Carlos there. Yeah, Chubb is there. Um, they are going to eat into some, I, I would say carries, but he doesn't really carry the ball. I mean, they're going to use Duke Johnson out of the slot. Like that, he is going to be on the field, not just on third downs. He's going to be on the field in many more downs than that, catching the ball. I'm telling you, 80, 80 receptions this year. The dude is going to go off on that offense. Duke Johnson.
0: Neither of you get my heart. I don't
2: want your heart if you're oh. not with Duke Johnson.
0: Go All forward. right,
1: John, talk about Tevin Coleman then.
0: Uh well, it's just the less crowd of a backfield. Only one person in front of him, in it, and they've been splitting well. Devonta and also Devonta Freeman's been getting uh Coleman's been getting in more into Freeman's shares the past couple of years. Uh another year with the offensive coordinator. That offense should not be as crappy as it was last year. Well, not crappy, but just not as explosive as it was. It was
1: pretty crappy, that's fair to say. It was
0: definitely not as efficient as it was the yeah. prior year. So I'm just I'm just going off that. Also, I mean I feel like the Browns are gonna to want to get Chubb and Hyde into it and I just feel like even though they did just pay Duke, I could see him being kind of like the the third guy in that rotation like fairly clearly. Because Hyde can catch the ball just as well as Duke can. Unless they use Duke in a bunch of slot like in slot packages Bro, I'm, I'm seeing, I don't, know, I'm just saying Coleman, I'm, I, I would say Coleman would have the better season.
2: Todd can catch the ball, but he is no Duke Johnson.
0: Well, I'm saying, unless they, unless they start using Duke as a receiver more.
2: What, what did I say? What did I, just
1: I say? I think it's fair enough. i To enough. say Coleman. I think it's, I think it's where I know, it, it, is, it is
2: tough, but I, I am a Duke Johnson supporter. Obviously, if you go to com, you will see that Duke Johnson is currently on my boy list with Alan Hearns. So oh
1: gun. yeah toss it out to the uh website
2: oh yeah i mean come on that's a great first off uh shout out to brian for making an amazing website for us um oh, thank you it, it's like it's it's really awesome so if you haven't had a chance check out fantasylandspod.com. awesome stuff on there a lot of articles uh our boys are gonna be up there every week and uh right now we have our rankings up there as well so uh Sorry for the plug, but I guess we're on our podcast, so I might as well just plug our own shit um, there you go Anything else John there you go last one
0: uh Brandon Cooks versus Bob woods, another teammate teammate matchup
2: um did you go first or did I go first last?
0: I think Brian went first last
2: oh, it's tough um this I think this is tough ah oh, man uh, I am going to have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with Brandon Cooks, slightly over Bob Woods. Uh, I know, I don't, I'm not, obviously I'm not winning your heart. I know that. I know I'm losing, I know I'm losing this game, uh, going against Bob Woods, but they just gave him a bajillion dollars. Now I know that doesn't necessarily mean production, but Brandon Cooks is good. He can get a ton of separation. Um, he does come in and out, like one week he'll go off, next week he'll be disappear, but I think, He's still, you know, he's still young. I think he's going to come into his own and the dude's going to catch maybe 60, 70 balls, which isn't a lot, but that's him, but for like 1200 yards. Like he's, it's going to be like a three for 80 and a touchdown kind of thing. And I think he, I don't think Bob Woods, he's good. We love him. We love Bob Woods, but I don't think he can get that production. Um, and they're both being drafted pretty high. Like Robert Wood's ADP or they call him Robert. Um Bob Wood's uh, <laughs> ADP is is pretty high. Uh there's a lot of expectations out of him this year, just as there are Cooks. So you're not really like the the value isn't changing as much whether you draft one or the other. So I just think Cooks is gonna just be that much higher than by that much I mean you can't see it, than uh Bob Woods. So I have to go Cooks, I do. Sorry. this.
1: The drafting, drafting of the two is very similar to Thomas and Sanders. Um, where Cooks is going around the Thomas rant range and, um, Woods is going right around Sanders. Um, so I'm just going to use that equivalency of I like Sanders a little more than, uh, Thomas for the draft range. Which and mean, look, wait, I was going to go logical okay. and pick Cooks because I do think he's better. I'm going to have a better year. But I'm going to play to the crowd and just go for John's heart and <laughs> grab it and pick Bob Woods. I can't go against Bob Woods. There I mean, go. all logic says I got to go Cooks, and um, I want to, to be you know a forthright fantasy football reporter, but <laughs> <laughs> screw that. I'm going Bob Woods.
2: Well, it looks like Ra- uh, John has actually circled Brandon Cooks, no. so... No. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brian gets Brian gets two points He wins Oh yeah He gets two points for that? Well no Two points overall
2: Oh I was gonna say I'm like, I am didn't know the last question Was worth two friggin' points Then I would've just said Bob Woods <laughs> nope.
1: Well If it's Bob Woods It's two points
2: no, Of course Always always two points
1: Were the Yankees just
2: up 7-5 What just, the hell just happened? The Tans is just shit to death Son of a bitch Sorry 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 buddy Um uh, <laughs> Alright, so that is, uh, that's all the, uh. That was all the Would You Rathers. Would You Rathers.
1: Do, 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 do.
2: That's the end of the, that's the song. That's the end, the, the yeah. end of the game.
0: Uh, alright. And then, I guess to, uh, to finish up this episode, let's go to everyone's favorite new
2: segment. Brian's Two Minute <laughs> Wait, Warning. Do you want to get what? him? Get him on the clock. Make sure he's ready for it. I gotta make sure we're all ready. So we oh can...
1: man, does it, do we have a clock sound effect?
2: Oh, we have a clock sound effect. We have a clock sound effect and I'll yes. put everything in, in post everybody all right are you ready yeah look Wait, ready. hold on is he ready
1: now let's explain to him i'm, I'm just reading re- a random stream of thought that i sent in text in our group chat i'm just reminding everybody of what the two minute warning is and see how much you i'm can trying get to out. fit as many texts as i can in this two minutes all
0: right
1: so are you ready yes start the clock <laughs> The Cardinals lost 175 targets between Jerome Brown, John Brown, and Andre Ellington. So what gives? David Johnson coming back to soak up at least 75 of those. That leaves two guys, in my opinion. Third round pick last year, uh, Chase Williams, and second round pick this year, Chris Williams, sorry. Christian Kirk. I'm not saying draft either, but keep an eye on them for week one waivers. Bradford is good enough to support two wide receivers mike williams Corey davis john ross zay jones will any of these sophomore receivers step up after a historically bad season for rookie wideouts last year everyone is pegging Corey davis and that's mostly on one great playoff game last year zay jones who got into a naked fight with his brother in the offseason <laughs> no judgment has an awful situation in buffalo x him out john ross seems like a travis benjamin in hiding probably not going to get consistency out of him so can Williams compete with Davis as the top sophomore? ADP doesn't seem to think so. He's way down from Davis. I say fuck it. Neither would be great. The sophomore slump is on. Julian Edelman spent four crap seasons in New England before he broke through with a thousand yard season in this fifth. Chris Hogan is going into his fifth season in New England. I mean, fifth season overall. Third in New England. Sorry. <laughs> Uh-oh. Fourth with New England. Last year, he was a top 10 receiver heading into week 9 before getting injured. He was also top 5 in the league red zone targets. He did this all only getting to 10 targets once. He made so much out of his targets, he'll take over as the number one option this year. He won't reach Welker levels, who led the league three years in receptions and was much better than people remember and give him credit for, but he will reach Edelman levels and might surpass them because of his nose for the end zone. How much time do I got left?
0: Uh, like 20 seconds.
1: Oh, man. I'm going through all my texts. Well, I gotta find some other one. John, we're going to Tommy's mom's house. <laughs> <one> <laughs>
2: <later>. <laughs> all right, looks like you beat the clock. You wanna... Wait. Where is he at? Oh,
1: yeah. I, I scored the 10 seconds left.
2: All right, so Brian wins the second time. First time couldn't handle it, although John sort of screwed that up. Well, it, it was originally supposed to be one minute. Well...
1: Uh, I, I I did lose the first time. Let's just Well you did lose, yes. You lost.
2: Um but yeah. So John uh Brian was able to get through it this time. Very, very nice. Um all right, so for next week, we are coming through on Labor Day, I think we're doing a podcast Probably. right? We, we, uh, have, we have to do something. something. I mean it's coming through. We have to talk about week one, we gotta talk about predictions, you know. Gotta talk boys. We, you gotta, gotta bring up our boys. I mean, who will know, you know who to putting there maybe DraftKings lineups if we don't have our boys, because you know our boys always go off. Um anyway, um so we're all doing uh drafts this week. Sorry, I'm uh I'm tired. Um okay, so stop talking. I, I have to keep talking or I'm gonna fall asleep. Um alright, so anyway, I'll send us home I guess since John every time you send us home you always sound like you're just exacerbated with everything well you're just rambling on just say um so, so you could find us That's On, not exacerbated uh, right. on twitter. So always exacerbated once we get to the end of this podcast every week it's non-stop just look listen to every episode all right find us on um, twitter at no say no, underscore no no underscore no you're done you're done you're <laughs> not allowed to talk about it um we are on twitter at <laughs> fantasy underscore lens oh, okay. we are new brand new website that brian created you really have to check it out it's amazing com. Um, we are on iTunes, we are on Stitcher, download, subscribe, leave us reviews, we're up, to, we're up to a decent amount of reviews now, uh, four or five star, which is very nice, thank you for everyone who has reviewed us. Um, Fuck you, whoever hasn't. That's not nice. Don't, uh, just review us and don't listen to John. See, what, see, look what he gets, he gets very angry near the end of these episodes. Um, I just yeah, we're out. also on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, just look for Fantasy Lens Podcast everywhere, we are there. So we will um, be gone for the weekend. Everyone enjoy your Labor Day, extra day off. And we will see you next week and the start of the football season, everybody. Ugh, finally. Shut up, John.